You too, All just right. a quick question. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Daily with Doc. My name is Becca Dukes, and today is Pharmacist Friday on Daily with Doc. We are so excited to have you join us for an hour of empowering information that gives you information that you can use to help yourself and be more of an authority in your own health journey. Now, this program is being sponsored by Daily with Doc. You can find information about us by going to our website, dailywithdoc.com. You'll find more information about myself, Dr. Joel Wallach, and also our guest on Pharmacist Friday, Pharmacist Ben Fuchs. Now, if you were invited by somebody specific, make sure that you get back with them as they cared enough and took the time to share this program with you. Let them know what you liked best about it. And folks, if you are not working with anybody, we have an amazing team of certified holistic health coaches who are here to help those that have never tried the product before and are wanting to create a better health journey. Now, as the Director of Student Services I of the Institute of Holistic Health and also a trainer with the Critical Health News Team, it is my honor and privilege to be able to bring this program to you each and every Friday. So we're actually Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Fridays we have pharmacist Ben. Unless one of us are traveling and then we will have somebody that is also an expert in the field of health and nutrition and how it relates to why the body may or may not be operating the way it optimally should be. So if you are watching us on any of the platforms, please make sure you let us know that you are there. Send a like, a share, make sure that you're following us. And in order for us to be able to thank you because you've done that, make sure you go to dwdgiveaway.com. That is DWD, like daily with doc, giveaway.com. Now, Today, we have with us Pharmacist Ben Fuchs. So Pharmacist Ben has been in the industry for decades, folks, where he has a passion to help people. And not just help people, but help people understand how the body works, how the pharmacy industry and how uh, you know pharmaceuticals can be helpful or not, and options to those pharmaceuticals using nutrition. So I am going to bring to the screen with me pharmacist Benjamin Fuchs. Hello, pharmacist Ben. Welcome to Daily with Doc. Well, hello, Becca Dukes. So nice to see you and everybody else. Nice to see everybody and not see everybody. See and not see. Yes. So for those that are here in the Zoom room and you we love to see your shining faces. So go ahead and turn on your camera so we can see you. For those of you that are watching our live stream or listening to one of our replays, you're welcome to join us here. Go to dailywithdoczoom.com. Again, that's dailywithdoczoom.com. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 12 to 1 p.m. Pacific time. So pharmacist Ben. Yes. I get questions from people who are wondering what they can do 
to help themselves when they have connective tissue oh. issues. So well, like you... their connective tissue is too loose, like a rubber band that's overstretched and not bouncing back. Right. Or those that are like a rubber band that is all dried up and ready to crack and they don't have the movement and they're afraid to move. Okay. So what's up with what? the connective tissue? What, what the heck is the connective tissue anyway? By the way, before Doc was the mineral doc, he was the connective tissue doc. Did you know that? Is Doc on the call? I don't think Doc's here. Um, I don't see that Doc, doc is on. Doc can vouch for that. In fact, what got my attention when I uh, first heard, I've heard told that story about listening to dead doctors don't lie, and I put it on, and here's this guy talking about all these things that we learned about in pharmacy school. That's how I really got, got into longevity and, uh, and became a big believer in Doc's message. Well, one of the things he used to talk about before he was, he talked about the minerals, of course, but one of the things he talked about a lot was a, about the pig pack, right? That's where I started. With the pig pack, which, yes. which, is, which is a great name. It gets your attention, the pig pack, right? Well, the pig pack is um, a complex of supplements that is designed to build the connective tissue because connective tissue disease, unbeknownst to, to many of us, is really most of the health challenges that we suffer from are connective tissue related. And the number one thing that you want to do to stay young and healthy and flexible and have energy and be uh, be strong and vital and reduce pain and all the good stuff is to uh, strengthen your connective tissue. All the stuff we hate about aging is associated with connective tissue deterioration. So mm -hmm. focusing on the connective tissue, building the connective tissue is critical if you're going to stay young and healthy for a long time. Now, the body is made up of four types of stuff. Biology, we don't say stuff because we're scientists and so we don't say stuff. We say tissue, but uh, tissue is kind of a sort of an, uh, an intimidating word sometimes. So I just say stuff. So stuff, tissue is just stuff. The body's made up of four kinds of stuff, i.e. tissue. You have a, a central portion, which is made up of two types of stuff. And then that central portion is covered like, uh, like, like uh, M&Ms. You know, it's candy coated. And then the whole complex is electrified. So the covering, the candy coating is called epithelial stuff or epithelial tissue. You may have heard that term, epithelial. The electrification, the electricity is called nervous stuff or nervous tissue. So you have epithelial tissue, which covers the whole complex. And then you have electrical wiring, which is called nervous tissue. And that's what gives the body, the electrical energy that is re responsible for activating the muscles, et cetera. And then the central part of the body, the core part of the body, I call it the flesh robot. That's the bulk of our bodies. And the classic manifestation of the, of the flesh robot is demonstrated in the bodies exhibit, which is going from museum to museum around the country. You may have seen the bodies exhibit. And the body's exhibit is the central part of the body without the candy coating and without the electrification. It's just the core of the body. And that core of the body makes up about 80 to 90% of the body. The vast majority of the body is that, is that core. And that core of that body is um, it, it's a, a interspersing of two types of stuff. Muscle stuff, muscle tissue, and connective stuff, connective tissue. And if you slice cross-section the flesh robot, you get a steak. 
So if you've ever seen a steak, a steak is made up of muscle tissue, which is the pink stuff that we eat, and gristle or white stuff. That's the connective tissue. You can see how the connective tissue is interspersed with the muscle tissue. And that's what forms the flesh robot. Now, the connective tissue, as the name would imply, connects everything, pulls everything together. In fact, the main protein in the connective tissue is everybody's favorite protein. In fact, pretty much the only protein a lot of people know of. And in the skincare business, it's the protein everybody's focused on. What's, what's a woman's favorite protein, Becca, in the skincare business? Collagen. Yes. And that is the most important, the most abundant protein in the body. And of course, it's the most abundant protein in the connective tissue. And the word collagen actually comes from the Greek word cola, C-O-L-A, cola, which means glue. So collagen and the connective tissue, uh, as the name would imply, glue everything together, hold everything in place, which is, of course, very important. But the connective tissue is much more than glue. It's much more than connecting. We always talk on the on uh, these calls, and I talk on my radio show and my presentations about all disease being cellular disease. Say so all disease is cell disease, and there's only three things that can go wrong with the cell: starvation, suffocation, and toxification. The only thing that can go wrong with the cells it could be starved, and it could be robbed of oxygen, suffocated, and it can be toxic. It is the connective tissue that is responsible for feeding the cells, for uh, breathing the cells, oxygenating the cells, and for detoxifying the cells. So if all disease is cell disease, and the only thing that go wrong with the cell is starvation, suffocation, and toxification, and it's the connective tissue that's responsible for feeding, breathing and detoxifying the cells, you can see that the connective tissue is much more than just connecting. It's also the main feeder, breather, and detoxifier of the cells. So in addition to um, uh, providing structure, holding the body in place, the bones are, are, the, are the classic manifestation of connective tissue. In addition to holding the body in place, connecting everything in place, the connective tissue is also responsible for feeding, oxygenating, and nutrient, feeding, oxygenating, and detoxifying the cells, which means that it's the connective tissue that is the main part of the body that's responsible for disease. By virtue of its ability to feed or not feed, breathe or not breathe, and detoxify or not detoxify the cells. As goes the connective tissue, as goes the health of the connective tissue, so goes the health of the cells. And if all disease is cell disease, you can see that the connective tissue is very important for much more than just connecting things. The connective tissue connects things. It also is responsible for the health of the cells. The blood is connective tissue. It's liquid connective tissue. So the bone is connective tissue. The blood is connective tissue. The tubes that hold the blood in place are connective tissue. But it's much more than that because the connective tissue also is responsible for electrification. Uh, the electricity is carried in the connective tissue. The nerve cells fire and generate electrical charges, but that those electrical charges are distributed via the connective tissue. So in addition to connecting everything, holding everything in place, the connective tissue also feeds and, and electrifies, or sorry, feeds and detoxifies and, and breathes the cells. It also electrifies everything. So you've got electrification, you've got uh, uh, respiration, feeding the cells, breathing the cells, detoxifying the cells. 
and you've got structure. But it's even more important than that because the connective tissue is also responsible via its, electri via its electrical charges for structuring the water. I think we talked last week about structured water. The, the water maintains its structure by its interaction with the connective tissue. So that a connective tissue is holding everything in place. The connective tissue is responsible for the health of the cells. The connective tissue is electrifying the body. And the connective tissue is structuring the liquid, structuring the water portion of the body. You can start to see how the connective tissue, how important the connective tissue is. If there's one thing you want to do to stay healthy, it's to focus on the health of the connective tissue. And it should come no, as no surprise that as we age, all of the signs of aging, all of the diseases that are associated with aging, all of the unpleasantries that we have about aging and that we spend billions of dollars every year, hundreds of billions of dollars every year to try correct, are related to deteriorating connective tissue. Now, I'm in the skin business. Some of you guys know that. I've been, I've been in the skin business now for going on 40 years. The number one skin problem that people have as they age is deterioration of the connective tissue in the skin. What's really important to recognize about deterioration in the connective tissue in the skin and deterioration in the connective tissue in the body is the connective tissue is a system. So when you do things that strengthen the connective tissue in the, uh, in the bones perhaps, or in the joints, you will strengthen the connective tissue in the skin. You will strengthen the connective tissue in the heart. You will strengthen the connective tissue in the cardiovascular system, the, the circulatory system. You will strengthen the connective tissue that wraps around all of the organs. You'll strengthen the, the connective tissue between the vertebrae. You'll strengthen the connective tissue everywhere. So by using things that build the connective tissue, we'll talk about that here in a second, the entire connective tissue matrix from head to toe is strengthened which is why arthritis medicine is one of the best things you could do for your skin and your heart and your blood vessels. Not to mention your fascia, which are like a, uh, like a, like a spider web that wraps through all the organs. Prolapses, hernias, ruptures, wrinkles, osteoporosis, heart disease, car, uh, uh, circulatory disease, cholesterol deposits, um, uh, and, uh, uh, arrhythmias, tachycardias, fibrillations, all are connective tissue related. This should be such good news for anybody who's dealing with any of the manifestations, manifestations of aging. Because it means all you got to do is work on your connective tissue and you can strengthen every one of these systems, including improving the oxygenation, nutrition, and detoxification of all of the 100 trillion cells in the body. So connective tissue building is job number one for anti-aging and for keeping your body living younger, longer. Not just, not just in the visible signs, but in the internal signs as well. And there's tons of ways to build the connective tissue. One of the most important ways to build the connective tissue is to do uh, what Doc has been talking about for years, and this is how he came up with the pig pack, which is to eat connective tissue. When you eat connective tissue, you build your own connective tissue. It's what the pig pack is all about, about eating connective tissue. For years, uh, people would eat uh, bone, uh, bone soup. I've been talking about bone soup for a long time. Bone soup is where you take the bones 
which are connective tissue, and put them in water. And all of the water-soluble ingredients in the bone and the cartilage and all the knob, the, the white stuff that's in the knobby part of the bone go into the water and you're drinking connective tissue. It's the best way to get connective tissue into your system or connective tissue building nutrients in your system because you're drinking them. They're pre-digested for you. They go right to work, which is why bone soup is so important. Chicken soup and bone broth, et cetera, is so important. You can also eat connective tissue when you eat collagen. That's what the collagen peptides are all about. When you eat collagen peptides, those peptides go into your system and help you build your own connective tissue. You can eat straight collagen. It doesn't have to be the collagen peptides. It just be collagen supplements. Collagen peptides are pre-digested. They're broken up for you, but you can do straight collagen. Same thing will happen. So eating connective tissue is the best way to build your connective tissue. You can also use cofactors that help improve the body's ability to use connective tissue or collagen supplements. One of the most important is sulfur. That's why MSM is so important. MSM sulfur helps strengthen and helps improve the electrification of connective tissue. So while you're doing your collagen peptides and your collagen powder, make sure you're doing your MSM, your ultimate MSM. I think it's called, uh, what's it called? Ultimate MSM or MSM, ultimate MSM, right? MSM Ultra. MSM Ultra, right. MSM Ultra to help build your connective tissue. Another very important mineral for building connective tissue is copper. Doc's been talking about copper for a long time. Copper and zinc go together. Whenever you want, whenever you take copper, you always want to take zinc. Whenever you take zinc, you always want to take copper. You'll get all this in the, in the healthy start pack, the, the mighty 90 essential nutrients. Another great form of sulfur that we don't talk about as a form of sulfur, but it's a great form of sulfur. In fact, a very special kind of sulfur, a kind of sulfur that has a, a, a real propensity for carrying electrical charges is the Fucoid Z. In fact, the Fucoid Z, which is made up of, as most of you guys know, Fucoidin or Fucoidins, there's no one Fucoidin, there's a family of Fucoidins. Fucoidins are part of a, a, a type of molecule called polysaccharides and polysaccharides are a very important component of the connective tissue collagen is the protein component of connective tissue and and, and uh, uh is, is the source of most of the fibers in connective tissue but if anybody <clears throat> has ever uh, worked construction or had their their driveway or or sidewalk done they know that when they pour the concrete into the into the into the uh, sidewalk the concrete is made up of particles that help strengthen the concrete i think they call it rebar if i'm not mistaken i might be wrong it is rebar yes okay okay i don't know much about about um, construction but i know that they put particles and solid material in the concrete to make it even harder the body does the same thing the co the collagen is the fibers but the polysaccharides are like support the strength of the fiber. Fucoid Z is the polysaccharides. You may have heard of, uh, actually, I'm sure most of you have heard of this molecule I'm going to talk about here in a second. It's been in the news for the last 10 or 15 years, especially in the skincare world. And this is a polysaccharide that is a very, maybe the most important in all of uh, connective tissue science. And that's a polysaccharide called hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid has become all the rage in skincare because it helps build the connective tissue. It's a polysaccharide that supports the collagen in the connective tissue. 
So using things like hyaluronic acid, which you'll find in, uh, in uh, the Healthy Bone and Joint Pack, as well as collagen and collagen peptides, Healthy Bone and Joint Pack and collagen peptides, uh, and then minerals, which you'll get in the Healthy Start Pack, can help you build your own connective tissue. But there's one nutrient without which you cannot build connective tissue no matter how much collagen peptides you have, no matter how much collagen you have, no matter how much copper and zinc you have, no matter how much polysaccharides you have, you will not be able to make connective tissue without this one nutrient, which is the key that turns on the engine of connective tissue production. Without that key, you can have all the gasoline and all the oil in your engine, but you can't turn it on. You know what that key is, what that nutrient is, that the key that turns on the production of connective tissue? I don't know exactly, but I'm going to take well, a guess of vitamin C. That's exactly what it is. It's vitamin C. Vitamin C is the key that turns on the engine of connective tissue production. By the way, I forgot to mention one of the most important uh, sugars. It's not, it's not exactly a polysaccharide, but it's a, a sugar amine, they call it. For building connective tissue is glucosamine, the glucogel caps. The glucogel caps, by the way, contain a hidden nutrient that nobody talks about. When you when you look at the nutrition facts, you don't even see, and that's connective tissue. The glucogel caps are glucosamine in a wrapping of connective tissue. They take the connective tissue, they wrap it around the glucosamine. What is that wrapping? It's say it louder. Gelatin. Gelatin. Gelatin is, is connective tissue. It's collagen specifically. So uh, the glucose, I forgot to mention the glucose gel caps are also very important for building connective tissue. So vitamin C turns on the, the engine, glucogel, hyaluronic acid, the healthy bone and joint pack, the collagen, the collagen peptides provide the raw material. And you need them both, which is why I always tell people when you're doing your glucogel caps or your collagen peptides, or your collagen powder, make sure you do it with Beyond Tangy Tangerine. Because the Beyond Tangy Tangerine has vitamin C that will help your body utilize all the, all the raw materials for building connective tissue. Scurvy, which we've talked about in the past, is a connective tissue deteriorating disease. That's why it's such a horrible disease. Scurvy is when your blood vessels explode. They're connective tissue. Your teeth fall out of your gums. Your gums are connective tissue. Your joints deteriorate. Your joints are connective tissue. Your bones get really soft. Your bones are connective tissue. You get skin wounds and ulcerations that don't heal. Your skin uh, uh, is, is largely composed of connective tissue. Scurvy is a connective tissue disease. Today, we don't have scurvy anymore, as I've said many times. You know, I, I'll say it again because I like saying it, and plus it's very important. We don't have scurvy anymore, but we have subclinical scurvy. We have subclinical connective tissue disease. What does subclinical mean? It's not bad enough for you to go to the clinic. It's subclinical. So you don't have to go to the clinic, clinic being the hospital. So subclinical means it's bad, but it's not bad enough to go to the hospital. So we don't have scurvy anymore, which is, which is deadly. We have subclinical scurvy, which is not immediately deadly, but gradually deadly. What's the other name for subclinical scurvy? Rebecca? Tell me. Aging. Oh. <laughs> Aging is subclinical scurvy. Your bones don't dissolve. They just, you just get osteoporosis. And any 
healthcare professional who tells somebody to take estrogen for their bones before they tell them to build their connective tissue doesn't understand chemistry. If you're taking estrogen for your bones, but you're not on the healthy bone and joint pack, you don't understand chemistry. If you're deficient in vitamin C and you're taking, which most people are, present company excluded, most people who aren't supplementing are going to be deficient in vitamin C because while you know, the RDA of vitamin C will keep you from, from dying of scurvy. It won't keep you from having osteoporosis. So making sure you get on your on the healthy start pack, especially the Beyond Tangy Tangerine, is one of the most important things for you to do for your bones. Way more important than uh, estrogen or the Boniva or Fosamax or the drugs they give you for osteoporosis. So anybody out here listening on YouTube or on this call who is worried about bone strength, osteoporosis or osteopenia, uh, and they've been told, oh, you better get on estrogen or, oh, you better take this Fosomax. Find a physician or find a healthcare professional like Rebecca or somebody who's doing health, healthcare, understands healthcare and nutrition to put you on the healthy bone and joint pack because it's way more important for your bones and way healthier for you and way less toxic than Fosomax or Boniva or estrogen. Plus, instead of getting toxicity or side effects, you're going to improve your skin and you're going to improve your joints. And you're going to improve the fascia and you're going to improve the cartilage between your vertebrae and you're going to get complete head-to-toe anti-aging benefits while you build your bone instead of worrying about a deadly toxin like boniva or fosamax so building the connective tissue is the very essence of anti-aging it's the very essence of cellular health interestingly just as an aside one of the ways cancer cells spread is they secrete an enzyme that destroys connective tissue. Metastases occur via an enzyme that cell, uh, cancer cells secrete that allows them to drill through the connective tissue. So building connective tissue is one of the best things you could do to prevent the spread of or even prevent the, the initiation of cancers. Another aside is Building connective tissue is critical for improving the prognosis of surgical procedures. So getting on the healthy bone and joint pack before your surgical procedure and after your surgical procedure will improve the prognosis of your surgical procedure and reduce the likelihood of the development of scar tissue. One of the things that the body will do when it's injured, whether that injury is a full-blown broken leg or, or broken back, or you get into a car accident, you have horrible injuries, or whether that injury is something as minor as the injury that occurs over the course of time with inflammation, over the, or, the or, or injury that occurs over the course of time of aging, or the injuries that occur after surgery, the body will strengthen the injured part with fibers, which we call scar tissue. Connective tissue has to have a pliability. Scar tissue does not have pliability. And as we age, our connective tissue turn, and as we get injuries, our connective tissue turns from pliable connective tissue to hard connective tissue. That's called fibrosis. And there is no aging that does not occur in association with fibrosis. 
after injuries, whether those injuries are car accident injuries or injuries that you don't see, microscopic injuries that occur secondary to inflammation, the body will lay down scar tissue, creating fibrosis. Likewise, after surgical procedures, you can minimize the risk of scar tissue formation and fibrosis by making sure you're using your healthy bone and joint pack. And then the third digression I want to tell you about is the importance of stress on the connective tissue. It turns out that the connective tissue grows in response to stress, the correct type of stress and the correct amount of stress. The connective tissue is said to be piezoelectric. Piezo, P-E-I-Z-O, uh, means, or P-I-E-Z-O, P-E-I-Z-O, I think, is pressure. Piezoelectricity is the electricity that's generated from pressure. So when you walk, you put pressure on the connective tissue, especially in the bones, you improve the generation of, collect, uh, of electrical charges, and you stimulate the growth of connective tissue. You may have heard that sitting is the new smoking. When you don't stimulate the connective tissue, it deteriorates. Deterioration of the connective tissue is the, the major sign or the major cause of the aging process. So stimulation of the connective tissue is very important. Uh, interestingly, when astronauts go into outer space, they give them a little exercise bike or a rebounder that they're supposed to use uh, in order to stimulate the connective tissue because without gravity, there's no pressure on the connective tissue and the bones, as well as the muscles, atrophy. So making sure that you're putting pressure on the connective tissue via exercise. And that exercise could be something as simple as walking up and down the stairs, as long as there's pressure on the connective tissue. So you could build the connective tissue lots of ways using nutritional supplementation, of course, is important. Putting pressure on the connective tissue is going to be important in the skin. Stimulating the connective tissue via things like alpha hydroxy acids or laser or, or uh, exfoliation procedures is very important. You may have heard of the importance of top or the relevance now of topical vitamin C. That's also a strategy for building connective tissue in the skin. When, because the connective tissue works as a system, when you put pressure or piezo, uh, when you put uh, generate piezoelectricity in the bones, you're also going to generate connective tissue in the skin and in the rest of the body as well. Uh, last thing is toxicity in the body is oftentimes dumped into the connective tissue. So we talked about how the blood gets dirty via toxicity that enters into the bloodstream through the intestine. That dirt or that contamination that gets into the blood through the intestine oftentimes will get dumped into the connective tissue. This can also result in inflammatory and immune reactions in the connective tissue. And this is one of the reasons for connective tissue diseases, especially autoimmune connective tissue diseases. And there's a whole bunch of connective tissue diseases that are associated with toxicity. In fact, that's the major cause of connective tissue disease. So if you have a connective tissue disease, and there's, uh, there's tons of them, there's, there's hundreds probably, at least dozens of connective tissue diseases, you want to focus on number one, eliminating toxicity that's entering into the digestive system. And it's very rare that somebody will have a connective tissue disease without having leaky gut or, or some kind of intestinal problem, as well as using all the strategies we just talked about for building the connective tissue. So we emphasized uh, building the connective tissue and strengthening the connective tissue for aging, but also the same thing goes for connective tissue diseases like 
ALS or uh, uh, amyotropic lateral sclerosis, or which is Lou Gehrig's disease, or or EDS, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. There's a whole bunch of these different connective tissue illnesses, but they're all related to deterioration of the connective tissue following toxicity and uh, malnourishment, uh, starvation, as they say. Wow, that's a lot, Ben. Absolutely. And you're going through talking about, you know, what the connective tissue is and what happens with breakdown and what we can do um, through nutrition. It's like you were describing part of my life story. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's not unusual. With, it's not unusual. Yeah, with with the the joint issues, with the well, there was the plantar fasciitis, which has That's to do. That's another with one. Tissue. You know what else is? You know what else is a connective tissue disease that people uh, never think about as a connective tissue disease? Fibromyalgia. Uh, no, that's not really a, well, that involves a connective tissue. Absolutely. Uh, that's more, that is a connective tissue disease. That's more of a muscle tissue disease, but they're, they're related. Um, have you ever heard of something called, uh, Dupuytren's contracture? Yes. Where people have like a, their, their hand goes like this, right? Yeah, they can't they bend, can't. Right. They can't bend it. Classic connective tissue disease, classic example. And that person needs to work on dig digestive health and build the connective tissue. But now I'm seeing commercials on TV for a special kind, a special version of, elect of, of uh, Dupuytren's contracture. Uh, and this is Dupuytren's contracture that occurs in the part of the body that nobody ever thinks is related to connective tissue. And this is a very, very special part of a body, of the body. It's a man's favorite part of the body and some women's favorite part of the body too. What part of the body is it that sometimes a bend happens and they, they'll show you a picture of a banana on the commercial. They're saying, right. you have a curve down there, right? That's a connective tissue disease. It's called Peyronie's disease. And nobody ever relates it to connective tissue. We don't think of that as a connective tissue disease, classic connective tissue disease, Peyronie's syndrome. It's Dupuytren contracture of the male appendage. Same idea. These are all connective tissue related, even just plain old uh, uh, tightness and, and uh, discomfort when you move your body is related to fibrosis and scar tissue and connective tissue, a hardening of the connective tissue. So pretty much all the health challenges that we care about from heart disease to muscle disease to joint disease to skin disease to Peyronie's disease are all related to the connective tissue. That makes the connective tissue, the or, or working with the connective tissue, the very essence, the sine qua non, in Latin, the sine qua non, the very essence of anti-aging uh, and uh, and strengthening the body as we get old, keeping the body strong as we get older. So it's like the scaffolding of the body. More than that, but yes, it is like the scaffolding of the body. It's the scaffolding of everything. It holds everything in place. But it also, like I say, it electrifies, it feeds, it detoxifies, it oxygenates. So yes, it holds everything in place, but we also want to think about it as the, the mother. In fact, the, the technical name for the connective tissue is the matrix. The matrix mm -hmm. is Latin for mother. You want to think of the connective tissue as the womb. Matrix also means womb. Mater means mother. Matrix means womb. The connective tissue is the womb that all the cells sit in. And just like a womb feeds the cell and, or feeds the fetus and oxygenates the fetus and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, detoxifies the fetus, the matrix does that too. 
So the connected tissue, yes, it holds everything in place. It connects, but it also feeds and electrifies and nourishes and, and detoxifies and breathes. It does so much more than just connect. Right. Well, you had mentioned the, the Fucoid Z. Yes. Which I love. I take two of these twice a day and they're not big. And if it's not part of, if it's not, I don't know. I don't think the Fucoid Z is part of the healthy bone and joint pack, but it should be. It's a secret sauce. Yes. But the glucogel. Yes, the glucogel. Is part of the bone and joint pack. That's which right. When I first started, Ben, I heard Dr. Wallach say 150 pound person should be taking five, three times a day. And it even says here one per 10 pounds um, on some of the stuff that I've read. And I did that. And five, three times a day, it takes two of these bottles. But within three months, I no longer had my my joint pain. I no longer had the pain throughout my body as far as quote unquote fibromyalgia. Um, I no longer had the pain that was going into my hands that I was looking at doing carpal tunnel surgery for. Didn't have to. And I still... Wow don't have to it's just all these different things and then my skin i'm gonna i keep saying i'm gonna put up before and after pictures because i look like a totally different person just besides the weight loss you know the toneness the color the structure of my skin and everything is is so much better now and yeah i feel great at almost 53. <laughs> you're, you're a kid Better, better than I did when I was in my 20s, Ben. And it's all because of finding the program that we talk about and we promote. And the reason why we promote it is because it works. It works. I wouldn't be here today if it didn't work. Because I couldn't promote something I don't believe in. And I think you're the same way. I, I couldn't live with myself if I didn't tell people about the Beyond Tangy Tangerine and the Healthy Star Pack and the Fucoid Z and the MSM Ultra and all the wonderful longevity products. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. Knowing what I know about the difference it makes in people's lives in terms of longevity, if they're, if they're healthy in terms of longevity or in terms of recovery, if they're not healthy, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror if I didn't tell everybody about it. Yeah, absolutely the same here. Now, what do you think about the mineral sticks? You're getting a full dose of collagen a full right. dose of plant-derived minerals right. in water, which so many people are dehydrated as it is, not getting enough fluids. I think that's a perfect, perfect fit. Anytime you put your nutrients in, anytime you liquefy your nutrients, you get better absorption. So for those of you who are constantly insisting on pills, did you hear what that pharmacist Ben just said? Anytime you put your nutrients in water, you get, you get better, better absorption. absorption. You bypass digestive issues. Yeah. So, wow, that's a great introduction for today's programming and really focusing on the matrix, the scaffolding of the body in what is known as connective tissue. There's so many things that can go wrong with the body whenever your connective tissue is not uh, in connecting. A Connecting. That's right. Perfect. Perfect word. Well, 
everybody, thank you. We just want to make sure that if you learned something, get back with the person that shared this program with you and tell them what you learned and send us an email. Let us know what you learned as well. You can go to dailywithdoc.com, use that contact option. Let us know what you liked best about the program. And if you have questions, you can always email us, questions at dailywithdoc.com, which we do have some questions that are coming in. And one of those questions, pharmacist Ben, has to do with RSV. So we have a gentleman as a, a farmer up in Montana. He says, what uh, can you tell me about RSV? I have my oldest granddaughter who will be seven in June had RSV when she was about a year old and has lingered effects uh, similar to asthma. Um, and the doctors have her on steroids twice a day to keep the airways open. She's hope they're hoping that she will grow out of it. The second grand granddaughter who is three has no medical issues at all, but the youngest who is three months seems to um, seems good, but the parents are wanting to give her an RSV vaccine after the experience with the oldest daughter. So when is it hereditary? RSV is a cold. It's, it's beyond silliness. It, it's, Sometimes I wonder how I gotta I gotta I gotta like calm myself down here. Prednisone is way worse than RSV. Now, RSV can be a problem if you're for infants and for older folks, but it shouldn't be. If it's a problem, you have a patient with a compromised immune system. The problem is not the RSV. The problem is the immune system. RSV should resolve itself in a week or 10 days. That if it doesn't resolve itself, you have an unhealthy patient. And the answer is not to further destroy the patient's health with prednisone. And, you know, I would love it if that doctor would be on a call like this so I could actually talk to the doctor. So, because I hate having to say these things behind people's backs, but it's so absurd and ridiculous and almost anti human to put a child on prednisone, which will ultimately affect the way the child develops the the development of the child and i would you know you can't just take somebody off a of prednisone but you should talk to your doctor about getting the child off a of prednisone but you got to work on the immune system why the pred why the rsv was a problem rsv should resolve itself if it doesn't resolve itself you've got a compromised immune system so you say how is the immune system compromised the same way all of our health is compromised with the diet with our diet and our lack of nutrition so if you're if, if the immune system is overloaded mostly with foods because the child doesn't do much aside from foods but if it was an adult it could be smoking it could be drugs it could be uh, iv it could be alcohol it could be all kinds of stuff it's child if it's an adult but as a child it's usually only going to be food so strengthen the child's immune system nobody needs an rsv vaccine that's drug company propaganda nobody needs an rsv vaccine what you do need is to strengthen the immune system. How do you strengthen the immune system? You get them off any immune compromising foods. Dairy could be a big problem for some people. Gluten can be a problem for other people. Lectins, um, plant, plant defensive molecules can be problems for other people. We've talked about histamine and, and, uh, 
and uh, toxicity getting into the bloodstream through a leaky gut. Salicylates in, in foods can be a problem for some people. You have to do a food diary. You have to isolate problem foods. You got to eliminate those problem foods. RSV should resolve itself. If it doesn't resolve itself, you've got a compromised immune system. Prednisone, FYI, further compromises the immune system. It's an immune suppressant by definition. So what's the logic? You've got a compromised immune system, and now you give them a drug that further compromises the immune system. They say, oh, well, it keeps inflammation down. Inflammation is protecting you. So uh, focus on food. Eliminate problem foods. I, I, is this is this farmer on the on the call by any chance? Uh, he's not on the call that I know of. I haven't seen his name, but I know he watches okay. the program. Okay, so hopefully, I, I wish he was on the call because I would ask him about the child's digestive system. Is this this is grandchild or child? Grandchild. All right. So maybe he knows. Maybe he doesn't know. It's it's likely this is a child that has other symptoms, particularly digestive symptoms, and those need to be corrected. Remember, your immune system lives in the intestine largely. You have immune system all over the body, skin and the lungs, the tears and the eyes, et cetera. But the, the bulk of it is in the intestine, which means immune problems are almost by definition intestinal problems. So at this point, if the kid's probably been on, on medicine for a long time, uh, they've, got a comp they've got a further compromised immune system so or digestive system. So focus on digestive health, use nutrition that builds the immune system. The Healthy Start Pack is a must-have. The Fucoid Z, the Restart Your Life, the CFX, the Zinc FX. These are all nutrients that can help uh, protect, the, the, uh, protect the immune system and strengthen the immune system. Focus on digestive health. I know somebody here wrote about FODMAPs. That definitely could be a problem. FODMAPs is an uh, uh, acronym that stands for sugars, basically, technically fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, and monosaccharides, and polyols, but that's just a fancy way of saying sugars, fermentable sugars, and that could be good foods, and this is the problem I have with good foods, bad foods, is that apples are a FODMAPs food, eggplant are a FODMAPs food, avocados are a FODMAPs food, and you'd think these would be good foods, so you can't go by good food, bad food, although obviously potato chips are always going to be a bad food and donuts are always going to be a bad food. But other than that, there could be other foods that you think are good foods, but they could be bad for you. Even though avocados are good food, but they could be bad for you. Somebody's saying, I, I'm noticing a, a text here or a message here. For, what do you do for a, a four-year-old with bad psoriasis? Same thing. Psoriasis is an autoimmune disease. And it's a four-year-old kid. So first of all, it's heartbreaking that it's a four-year-old kid. But second of all, it's good news that it's a four-year-old kid because what's a four-year-old kid doing? He's just eating. He's eating and pooping. That's it. Not doing anything else. So it's got to be in the, in the foods. So focus on the foods. And then somebody else says here, onion. I'm getting these chats. I was never getting them before. It's nice to see these. Onion and garlic are good, but not for me. Onion and garlic are classic FODMAP foods. So yes, onion and garlic are good foods. They're wonderful medicinal foods, but for some people, they're not. So you got to focus on your particular battles. Everybody has their own problem foods, and that's why a food diary is so important. For distributors, having your clients and your customers, your new clients, your new customers, doing a food diary is so important. Number one, they'll start to see the impact of their lifestyle choices on their diseases. Oh my God, every time I have eggs, I break out. Every time I have um, avocados, I get rashes. Every time I have apples, I itch. They'll start to see the relationship 
and that will allow them to to understand the impact of their choices on their disease right now people think oh my god i got the psoriasis it must be the psoriasis angel just sprinkled psoriasis dust on my head from the heavens i did nothing i was just minding my own business but when they do a food diary and they say oh my gosh every time i have a bread i get psoriasis or i have a psoriatic lesion or whatever they'll start to make that connection and that's so important that we make the connection between our choices and our disease states number two it'll give them power because now they can they can do something about it. They can stop their they can stop what they're doing so their symptoms resolve. And number three, it makes you look good. It makes us look good. It makes every everybody in longevity look like we know what we're doing, which we do. It gives us it, it gives them a sense that we can be a resource for them. So it empowers them. They can start to see the impact and on their food on their lifestyle choices on their disease states. It vets them in the healing process and it makes us look good always have your client especially if they have a, a, a long-standing complicated health challenge work on foods work on the food diet not because i'm mr organic guy not because i'm david avocado wolf and i want you to eat organic and only eat good you know there's this preachy quality that can be associated with foods and you don't want to go there you know people will automatically turn off if you start preaching to them about foods nobody wants to hear that because already we feel guilty sometimes about how we're eating. So if you pile on and start telling them about foods, you run the risk of people just turning off. But if you just let them know that there's a relationship here between your problems, your health challenges, and then what you're eating, and maybe you could just do a food diary and see, they can see for themselves the impact of what they're doing and how it's connected to, to their health challenges, which their doctors are not telling them mostly. There, some doctors are, there's newer, the younger doctors are starting to understand this, but most physicians still don't understand the relationship between the two. Well said, well said, I love it. I love when you get that passion and excitement behind what you're saying. Yeah, because I've seen this so many times. I, I, you know, it's, you guys have to understand, I've been doing this for 40 years. So not only have I seen this in patients, but because I talk to large groups of people, I have so many data points. I have so many, you know, in computers, they have this thing called sampling or music. They have this thing called sampling where they put together sounds based on pieces of, of music and they put together these pieces of music and a big sound can come out. The more data points you have, the clearer your picture is. And I've been fortunate over the last 40 years from talking to so many people that I have so many data points. So I can tell you this definitively and perhaps you can't do it as definitively, but over time you will be. Once you understand the logic and you start to employ some of these concepts, you'll be able to speak as definitively and as authoritatively as me and you'll be just as passionate. Absolutely. Well, we only have about seven more minutes here, but we have lots of hands up and questions. Um, Elliot says, thank you all for all you're doing. Great work. And he has a question for you. He wants to know, does it matter what time I take my tangy tangerine? And does it matter if I mix the two scoops with half a gallon of water? Well, first of all, half a gallon of water, two scoops are fine, but you want to sip on it all day or, or over the course of some time because your body will, will excrete what it doesn't use. So if you do it all at once, you're, you'll get some benefit, but you won't get maximum benefit because you'll end up eliminating a lot that your body doesn't use. So it's best to kind of spread it throughout the day. There's no one time to do it. It's best to do it throughout the day. But one really interesting time that nobody talks about is before and with meals. 
if you do your beyond tangy tangerine before and with meals you'll find yourself satisfied with less food because the nutrients that you're getting from the beyond tangy tangerine will it will trigger satiety and satisfaction and food is a very hard thing for the body to do it's the hardest thing we do is to eat obviously we have to eat but the less we eat the better off we are in fact the less we eat the longer we live as long as we're getting the nutrients remember there's macronutrients and micronutrients and most of us are getting plenty of macronutrients but not enough micronutrients although proteins tend to be deficient because we're eating a lot of carbs most people have a most of our problems are micronutrient related versus macro nutrient related if you do your beyond tank tangerine with your meals or before your meals you'll eat less food and you'll get better absorption of the nutrients in the beyond tangy tangerine because your digestive juices will be going so i always like people to drink beyond tang tangerine with their meals or before their meals but also throughout the day rather than in one we say in, in pharmacy bolus a bolus is a dose so rather than one bolus one dose where you just glug down two scoops try to spread it out throughout the day all right and the next question real quick um should we start people out on the bone and joint pack yes or the digestion pack but for what it depends on what you're doing but yeah you can start them on both just throw in the digestive supplements with your bone and joint pack the Perfect. bone and the digestive i'm not sure i had i don't know what the digestive pack is exactly but i think it has the ultimate microbiome probably in the nightly essence it has the so it has the the digestion pack actually has the ultimate enzymes and flora effects i personally like the ultimate nightly essence that's my favorite so i would do that one that's just my personal favorite you may maybe you've had better luck i don't know with the flora fx probiotics are a little tricky every everybody's gonna respond differently to different formulations so you got to play with it but i i like the nightly essence personally ultimate enzymes ultimate microbiome i'm sorry about the daily digest i love that one i don't know why they discontinued that one but what they just oh, the daily yeah okay, i love daily that digest. one i love that yeah. one I'm very disappointed so i would add the all the digestive nutrients with the bone and joint pack all right thank you for that and let's go to a hand that is up and shantae yeah unmute yourself please yes ma'am all right let me get back to my notes i had put it in the uh okay so i've got three issues and i'll name three. them off yes sir not me Okay. three different people with three different conditions okay all right so this first lady um has lived noma but it's a special kind they're calling it plas what did you say I didn't, hear what, I didn't hear what you said lymphoma yes sir yes sir. okay um and they're calling it a special kind a plas plasmacytic plasmacytic lymphoma probably yeah okay so i didn't know you know, I just, I know what I did for her, but I just wanted to confirm. I told her, I don't think there'll be anything better. I mean, Dr. Wallach and pharmacist Ben will probably have other things to add to it, but I don't think you can go wrong. And we did a healthy start pack in selenium. Yeah, the plasma city doesn't matter. It's the lympho lymphoma part. And really that's just cancer. That's just a type of cancer um, of the white, of white blood cells called lymphocytes. So what you really want to do is just treat it like cancer now number one cancer is a little tricky as we've talked about in the past in the sense that most disease chronic degenerative disease the body is just degenerating gradually over time but with cancer a switch has been turned on and that switch involves rapid growth of cells cells will grow rapidly as a coping mechanism that's one of the ways that cells deal with great duress is they divide rapidly 
And so it takes a long time for that to develop. And once that switch has been turned on, it's difficult to turn it back off. Nonetheless, it can be turned back off. And so what you got to do is you got to you got to change the conditions, the soil context, if you will, that's causing the root, that's causing the, the tree to deteriorate. And that means doing all the things we all have to do, but with great kindness and care. That means nutriating, respirating, and keeping the system clean. The less you eat, the better off you're going to be as long as you're nutriating in the sense that the body will conserve its resources that it would ordinarily use to digest food for fighting the cancer. So while the medical model will tell people to keep eating to get calories in the system, that's not the best idea logically because all the nutrient, all the food that we eat requires nutrients to digest, and those nutrients are better off spent fighting cancer. So the question is, do you want to digest your food or do you want to fight the cancer? Now you got to eat and you got to have nutrients. Don't be saying to starve, but you want to be very careful when you uh, with food, eating as little as possible and eating nutrient dense. So you're getting a lot of uh, micronutrients for your calorie buck, so to speak, and that's things like organ meats vegetables vegetable juices soups eat things that are easy on the body and kind on the body and then of course the healthy start pack you can also throw in the restart your life which is very important for boosting the immune system as well as the fucoid z uh lymphomas and and cancers in general are uh when you have those when you have that diagnosis your goal is not to kill the cancer that's the doctor's strategy we're going to kill the cancer that's a very primitive strategy and i I anticipate 100 years, 200 years, or 300 years from now, when they look back at the year uh, at the year 2024, the, the, uh, the 20th century and the 21st century, they'll say, man, those guys were primitive because our idea is that we kill the cancer. There's a, uh, the, the uh, success rate of killing cancer is not very good because it's the environment that the cancer cells are in that's the problem. As long as the environment is conducive to cancer or to carcinogenesis, you're gonna have cancer. That's why cancer rates return. In fact, nobody ever said, even doctors say you're not cured of cancer, they have a five-year survival rate. And that's what's considered a cure, is if they can, if you can hold off for five years, because they're not taking care of the environment, the cell, the uh, biological environment that the cell is living in. So how do you take care of that? Starvation, suffocation, toxification. You keep the blood clean, you work on digestive health, you pound the body with nutrients, you give it as little ex ex excess work to do through digestion, you oxygenate, exercise, uh, hyperbaric oxygen, all the things we all have to do, but a cancer patient has to do it with much more vigilance. And the fact that it's uh, uh, lymphoplasmocytic doesn't really matter. It's the lymphoma part, it's the cancer part that really matters. Right, okay. All right, so what about neuropathy and hernias? I think you already have really covered hernias. I already covered hernias. You, everything we talked about is connective tissues yep. for the hernias. Hernias are, a hernia is a tear, basically. And then yep. an organ pops through that tear. You know, um, prolapses, hernias, and ruptures are all the manifestation of deteriorating connective tissue. The body, all the organs in the body sit in the connective tissue like, um, like a, a, a fruit in a jello mold. Jello, by the way, is connective tissue. So if you've ever seen, if you ever seen a jello mold, you know you got pineapple and cantaloupe and honeydew, and they're all sitting in this matrix 
of jello. That's how the body is. You got your spleen, you got your intestine, you got your lungs, you got your heart. They're sitting in a matrix of connective tissue like pineapple sits in a matrix of jello. The body is built like a jello mold with the organs sitting in the connective tissue like um, like fruit sits in a in a jello mold. When you have a hernia, or you have a prolapse, or you have a rupture, your pineapple's popping through. Your pineapple is dropping. Basically, it's popping through the jello. That's what a hernia. That's what a hernia is. Your your cantaloupe is sticking through the jello, so to speak. So you strengthen the jello. Neuropathy is an inflammatory condition of the nerves, and it is horrible. I've seen it many times. I, I have I've heard I've seen it with my eyes, but I I talk to people all the time with neuropathies, particularly a neuropathy that happens in the fingers and the toes. That's called peripheral because it's the periphery, the peripheral neuropathy. It is a very, very, very common side effect of dysglycemia and diabetes. That could be a lot of things, but the first thing to consider is blood sugar. When, blood, when the blood sugar gets high, it can start to burn through the nerves and the connective tissue. And that feels like literally like burning. So you got to treat that uh, peripheral neuropathy patient should be treated like... Uh, uh, like diabetics, they're probably most of them already know they're diabetics. But even if they don't, they should be treated like diabetics. The Healthy Star Pack is especially. I'm sorry, the Beyond Tang Tangerine could be especially effective. There's one vitamin whose deficiency state is very, very common, and which is linked intimately to peripheral neuropathies. In fact, this vitamin that I'm going to tell you about. Is the, was the first vitamin to be discovered. You know, we didn't know about vitamins until the end of the 19th century. I think I might have told the story last week, maybe or a couple of weeks ago, how uh, when, when uh, the uh, American and the British Empire started to expand in the late 19th century, one of the first places they went to was Southeast Asia, the Philippines and Vietnam. And they set up colonies. And when they came over there, they brought their food with them. And one of the foods that we brought with us that we loved so much as, as Westerners was white food. Westerners love white. Natives love dark. And the natives in Asia were eating rice. They loved rice. It was a staple, but they were eating dark rice, brown rice, unprocessed rice. Then the Americans came and they brought their rice with them. But because Americans love white, they were eating white rice. And they brought their they brought the rice with them, and they made it sound like they made it th they made the natives think that oh we don't want the primitive rice we don't want this dark rice we want the white stuff because white is pure and white is good and so they started eating the white rice and all of a sudden they started getting diseases and one of the most common diseases were nerve diseases. In fact, they would get this horrible nerve disease, and it was a great mystery. All of a sudden, these healthy natives were getting this horrible nerve disease where they didn't want to get out of bed. They didn't want to move their bodies. In fact, they call this disease, I can't, I can't, <laughs> which in Swahili is beriberi. Beriberi means I can't, I can't, because they couldn't get out of bed. They couldn't move. And in association with this, the, the, these nerve problems, which kept them from being able to move their bodies, they would get burning of the nerves, neuropathies peripheral neuropathies. And there was great mystery because back then, this was 1880, 1890, we just knew about food. We didn't, we just, rice is rice. Who cares if it's brown rice or white rice, it's just rice. So some guy got the bright idea, he said, well, wait a minute. All of a sudden these natives, they used to eat brown rice and they were healthy. Now they're eating white rice and they're not. 
maybe there's something in the polishings of the rice, the, the coating of the rice that we're removing to make it white. And so they started studying the, the polishings of the rice, and lo and behold, they found this incredible molecule in there, and they started giving the polishings of the rice to people who had beriberi and neuropathies, and their beriberi went away, and their neuropathies went away. So I said, what is this magical molecule in the, in the rice? And they did some analysis, and they found thiamine, vitamin B1, which is so important for, uh, for the processing of, of, uh, of sugar that when you're deficient in it, your blood sugar goes up and you start to glycate. And thiamine deficiency is extremely common. And it's not only responsible for neuropathies, but it's responsible for a lot of nervous dis nerve diseases, including heart disease, or at least partially responsible, including heart disease chronic constipation, mental health problems, dementias. In fact, thiamine is so important for the brain that when alcoholics, uh, when, they, when they find alcoholics on the street drinking you know, vodka and, and whiskey out of the paper bags, and they're talking to pink elephants and leprechauns, they'll take thiamine and they'll stick it right in the blood. They'll inject, they'll uh, put IV thiamine, and immediately they, they sober up. Their hallucinations go away because thiamine deficiency causes dementias and hallucinations and cognitive health issues, in addition to peripheral neuropathies, in addition to chronic constipation, in addition to cardiovascular disease. And thiamine is associated with sugar processing. So the more sugar you eat, the more processed food you eat, the more alcohol you drink, the more thiamine deficiency you're going to have. Think about kids. They go off to school after eating Captain Crunch and a Danish and a glass of orange juice, and then they go and they shoot up the school, or they or they have uh, ADD issues or emotional issues or they have learning issues. They don't need Ritalin. They need thiamine. They need vitamin B1. They need the Beyond Tangy Tangerine. So for peripheral neuropathies, I always suggest Beyond Tangy Tangerine as well as the Healthy Blood Sugar Pack and the hernias. You know, you, we talked about. Okay. Yes, All sir. Right. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Shante. Thank you, Shante. So, okay. pharmacist Ben, I know we're over. We're over, I, yes. One real quick question that I want to add to that. Exertional compartmental syndrome. Exertional compartmental? Who asked about that? So, this is a young man. He's in college. He's very active in um, track and doing, oh, uh, track and also soccer. And he has been told that there he has exertional compartmental syndrome, yes. similar to plantar, uh, plantar fasciitis. And yes. what else does he have? That, first of all, I can tell him what else he has. And you could probably tell him what else he has too. He's got a digestive health issue, longstanding, because that doesn't happen very often. So he's malnourished. Exertional compartmental syndrome is a fancy way of saying he hurts when he exerts himself. That's basically what happens. So if he's an athlete, okay. he's going to be in pain afterwards. So uh, it affects the, mostly affects the muscles, but it can occur anywhere. Mostly affects the muscles. So first of all, all the digestive health strategies. Second of all, healthy start pack, especially the ultimate EFAs, which are very important. And I would be giving him extra ultimate EFAs as well as extra beyond uh, extra uh, BTT beyond tangy tangerine, and all of the digestive support. But have him do a food diary first because chances are pretty good something is getting into his bloodstream uh, through a leaky gut. 
i.e. Uh, histamine or gluten or peptide or uh, immune peptides or something's getting through. So focus on other things. And nobody has an exertional compartmental syndrome without something else. Remember, our triangle of disease underlies everything. Digestion, blood sugar, and um, adrenal fibro complex to simplify just digestion and blood sugar to super simplify just digestion. I would do a food diary, all the digestive stuff, plus the healthy start pack. Uh, rebound FX might also help the electrolytes and the rebound FX. In fact, all of the uh, all of the um, uh, electrolyte rich complexes might help. He might have an electrolyte issue as well. Okay, so with him being very athletic, mom, did you want to add anything to is that? Mom, oh, we have mom here. Mom is on with us. Yes, yeah, and she asked this question. Put mom sent on. me a message earlier. So go ahead, Jill. Unmute yourself. Hi, can you hear me now? Oh, Who's yes. mom? Who's mom? Jill? Okay. I took my head down. Yep, it's me. Jill my son takes Jill yeah. McGrory. Hi, Jill. Hi. Is this Hi. your son? It is. And my son takes a lot of supplements. Well, it's a uh, supplement You could, you could potentially be right. You could potentially be right about the well, digestive thanks a lot. issue. Thanks a lot, no, Jill. No, no, no. Potentially no, because... be right. What the heck's that supposed to mean? <laughs> potentially. I am right. Potentially. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, sorry. You probably you're right about the, the digestive issues because you know mom had severe digestive mom, issues. And how old is your boy, Joe? He's he's 19. And uh, how, but the thing well, you, the well, thing my son me, doesn't the thing my son does not take is osteofx. No, and so I would, that'll help. That'll help. But that's not really the core of the problem. No, okay, that's what I wanted should, to know. No 19 year old should have a problem with exercise or with moving his body. Okay, so Joe, your son's 19. You've known him for a long time, presumably, right? Yeah. 19 years. You're probably yep. there. You were probably there from the very beginning, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> for sure. So has he, <laughs> has he not had digestive problems longstanding? No, they're not apparent to me. But okay. so um, was it he, is, he definitely he definitely eats gluten. So okay. uh, I'm, sure right. Well, right. they, I'm sure you're yeah. right. I'm sure you're right. Yeah, that's that is more than likely what it is. So he didn't have problems, colicky problems when he was a kid. He's 19. Usually, they started really early. If he's except 19 is too young. Yes, he did. He did when he was a kid. Uh, he was on uh, pharmaceuticals, and then when I started did he have nutrition, ear all, did he have all ear that went away. Did he have ear no. infections? No, he just had, uh, you know, like uh, he spit up and he had acid reflux, and they put him on Prevacid and Singulair. But he's been off of that since he was nine. Okay, great. Uh, but he had him. He's he on nutrition. Okay, but he had long-standing digestive problems. Part for you know. It's funny because GERD, reflux disease, is not uncommon. We used to, I used to have to make baby Zantac when I was in, working for Walgreens and, and uh, Kmart. I would have to make baby Zantac for newborns because they would, they would have reflux. Why would a newborn have reflux? Because of what they're eating. They're not liking what they're eating. And sometimes they were breastfed and sometimes it was from the breast milk. Yeah, right. And I know it probably was. Things come out in the breast milk. So what do you mean I'm probably right? Okay, sorry, it's the wording. I'm I'm at work. I'm a little distracted. I I, I take that back. You're right. And right. this was like such an action-packed episode. It was awesome. You should make okay. shorts out of all of it. All right. You're you're definitely I, right, Ben. Thank you. I'm teasing you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's also good to know you don't think it's the osteo because I'm having trouble getting him to take that. No, the osteo but won't easier. hurt him. But yeah. it's not an osteo issue. He's got toxicity that's getting into his body. It's putting a stress on the muscles and on the connective tissue. Remember, the connective tissue and the muscle tissue bear the brunt of toxicity. That's where toxicity gets dumped into. 
And if he's an athlete, he's putting a lot of stress on his system on top of that inflammation that's going on in the muscles. Of course, he's going to feel pain. A couple of supplements that you might want to consider in addition just strictly for the pain are vitamin E and alpha-lipoic acid. Those are two. But, but as long as the toxicity is getting into his system, he's going to have a problem. Good news, well, there's good news and bad news. The bad news is it's going to get worse. He's only 19. Imagine when he's 29 and 39 and 49. The good news is, is you can make, you could add years to his life and prevent the, uh, the development of, of horrible diseases down the road by making corrections now. Awesome. You're the awesome. best. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Ben. All right. All right. Do you have time for some more? No, I've got it. It's 2.14. I got to go. I'll take one more. One more. Okay. Next one next in week. line. AJ, what question are you bringing to us today? Just uh, just to want to verify, Ben, thank you for taking that extra question. Just want to verify um, for somebody who's who's got ulcerative colitis. So um, we're, we're trying to repair the connective tissue and the, and the microbiome. Uh, so I got the star pack, the ultimate microbiome, and, and uh, I, I did a few Koizy. Food is the number one thing. You got to stop the bleeding. Change the diet. Change the diet. It's, it's like if you have... Imagine you have like a, a sewage pipe that is dumping sewage into the wall, into the river. You can do all kinds of things to clean the river, but as long as sewage is being streamed into the river, you're going to have toxicity. You can, you can clean the river with, with, uh, you know, with, uh, with chelating agents and with, uh, with filters and whatever they do to clean rivers, the, the river's up. But as long as you have this stream of sewage that's going into the river, you're gonna have a problem. Got to stop the bleeding. And that's usually foods. Food diary is the best thing you can do. But continue on with all the supplements for sure. And then our, our good friend Rob wants to know uh, what can he do for uh, energy besides the rebound? Uh, pollen burst. That'll give you a ton of energy. It's caffeine, though. I mean, if you had, hopefully, you have no problem with caffeine. Also, the Beyond Tangy Tangerine, first thing in the morning. Even just plain water is very energizing. But I was like beyond tangy tangerine. Plain water is really awesome for diluting blood sugar, for energy, gets you more blood to the brain. But the problem with drinking water just straight is you dilute your electrolytes and your water-soluble vitamins, the Bs and the vitamin C and the B complex. So what you want to do is you want to do water, but then you want to add beyond tangy tangerine periodically. So water plus beyond tangy tangerine. Water's great, but you got to add beyond tangy tangerine periodically to keep yourself from losing losing the benefits of your electrolytes and your and your water soluble nutrients. You're the man, Ben. Thank you. Thank you, AJ, and thank you, Rebecca and Jill and Marilyn and and did I see? Uh, I think We've I got saw. Albert I saw saw Albert. Phyllis there somewhere. Phyllis. Is, yep. Yep, Phyllis. Phyllis yep. and all the folks at Yumjabi. Oh. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate all of you. And uh, we'll see you next week, I hope. Oh, next week All I'm right. gone. I'm gone next week. I was going to say, next week you told me you're, you're going to be in town. the theater. I'll be in the UK. So. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Pharmacist Ben Fuchs. Let's give it up for Pharmacist Ben, who is absolutely awesome. I know we do. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Pharmacist Ben. Did I mute? Bye, Bye. So I just got an email in from somebody from Pete in Phoenix. It says, I joined today for the first time. Really enjoyed this show. Extremely informative. I've read all of Dr. Wallach's books and will reread too. He said, one 
error I heard regarding your age. You meant 36, I think, not 63. Folks, I'm 53. 53. So if it sounded like 63, no, but that would be really impressive, wouldn't it? But thank you very much for the 36. I'll take it. I just want to say thank you to all of you for taking the time, investing this time in yourself to be able to just be a sponge and absorb this information so that you can squeeze it out either into your own life or into the life of others and allow them to be able to get just a touch of what it feels when your body is no longer deficient. So many things that we can do all on our own when it comes to the things we put in our mouths, the things we don't put in our mouths, and then what we are intentional in putting in our bodies through supplementation, whether it's liquid supplementation or through capsules or, you know, I was going to say whatever supplementation form you decide to choose, but what we have found to be solution that actually works more often than the very few times that people say it doesn't is through and offered by the company Longevity. Now, the products are not meant to treat, diagnose, prevent, or cure any diseases, nor is this program meant to take the place of your primary care physician. But folks, when you give the body what it needs and you remove that toxic load, stop those toxins from going into your body that are damaging, the body can do some amazing things. We invite you to fill the difference as well. Get back with the person that shared this program with you. If there is no one to thank and you would like to get connected with somebody who is trained in Dr. Wallach's teachings and also pharmacist Ben's, feel free to give us a call at 855-949-3377. I have a team of certified holistic health coaches who answer that phone and they are here to help you find what is going to help you create that health journey that you would rather be on or maintain a great health journey if you're already in line to keep that health journey. We're here to help you do so. So again, 855-949-3377. Thank you to all of you who have joined us here live today. All of you that are out watching us on our live stream and those that are watching the replay or listening to the replay, you matter. You are worth the investment in getting the nutrition into your body. Here at Daily with Doc, we are here for you live Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 12 to 1 p.m. Pacific time. Join us by going to dailywithdoczoom.com. Again, dailywithdoczoom.com. And you can join us on our live Zoom Monday through Friday, 12 to 1 p.m. Pacific time. Now we are going to be having a special episode with Pharmacist Ben where we are talking about how you can have health, wealth with purpose on Monday, February, is it 25th or 26th um, at 6 p.m. So that's the 26th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. You can go to zoom.dailywithdoc.com. That's zoom.dailywithdoc.com. 
www.thepowerofthenow.com and join us for this episode where we share with each and every one of you how you can take sharing a message that brings hope and purpose. Bless me. To, to then have a thank you check coming back to you. We do this because we love and care for people. We're able to help share that love and care for our families through the thank you checks that we get from Longevity. We invite you to do the same. Until next time, did I forget anything? Oh, other than saying thank you to my co-hosts, we have AJ who helps make sure the streams are going out and keep that going smooth today. We have Marilyn who is putting the transcription and writing everything in the chat in the live Zoom here so people can go back and refer to it, take pictures of it for what is recommended that can then help themselves or someone they love. We have Albert who is helping let people in and monitor the cameras and help to put more information into the chat as well. And folks, we're doing this from all different parts of the world. Nutrition and disease and the effects of the lack of nutrition and the role that it plays within our bodies is not, um, it has no discrimination. It can affect all of us. And we invite you to reduce the effects of nutrient deficiencies within yourself, your families, and your communities. And together, we can do it around the world. My name's Becca Dukes. So thank you for being here with us today. Bye for now. <laughs>